Justin Madden's got the set, one hand. to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Ah, uh, Matthew, g'day to you and g'day to you and to you all over the nation and in fact the world. This is your Football Life with the kindest regards of Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. And the VFL-AFL is a wonderful Australian game. And thousands of men have played the game at this the highest level. Some play and move on. Others have more of an impact, and a select few make a lasting impression that is indelibly recorded in the history of the game forever. Such is the case with today's guest, folks. Who do you reckon it is? He played a total of 206 games at the highest level for Perth and Carlton. (laughs) The Mighty Blues Premiership star in 1981-82, narrowing it down. He got the mark and goal of the year in 1981 and is a member of Perth's team of the century. And here it is, folks. He is, was, and always will be known as the Buzz. He is, of course, Peter Buzzasto. And welcome to the show, Buzz. G'day, Rexy. It's about time you had me on. Uh, you know, plenty of class and, you know, a uh, little, bit, little bit reserved in what I say. You know that. Well, I've only ever had three people say it's time you had me on. You're one of them, of course, and you're on. The other two are Mark Jackson and, uh, my goodness me, you won't believe, Warwick Kappa. Now... You must feel honoured to actually take precedence over those two blokes. <laughs> oh, my goodness, goodness gracious me. Gee, dumb and dumb and dumber, but uh, I don't know where I fit in there, Rex. <laughs> this is going to be a lovely, lovely segment because it's not all about uh, terrific uh, things that happen. You've had some setbacks in life, but you, like a yep. lot of people with a heart as big as yourself, you, you work through them. What's your earliest, what's your earliest memories as a kid kicking a footy across the Nullarbor. Tell us about your early days as a kid, you know, just kicking the footy with your mates. Rex, um, uh, father uh, had very, very similar um, uh, trail, I suppose you want to, want to call it that way. He played for the Perth Football Club. As you mentioned early, uh, earlier that um, uh, I played uh, about 140 for, for Perth and yep. uh, followed in his footsteps there with the father-son rule. He played about 70-odd games with Perth and... Uh, uh, and then I, he went to Carlton in, a, in 1955. And again, a lot of people don't know that, uh, uh, that what, that's what happened. And uh, he happened to wear number four. Goodness Rex, me. A, a, again, the, uh, the uh, comparison is very, very spooky. So, uh, uh, and then I went to, um, as I mentioned, Carlton and uh, uh, got given the number four. There's a, there's a bit of a story there too, Rex. Uh, you know, when I got there, uh, I uh, was offered three numbers, number 25, Number yeah. 28 yeah. and number four. I, I was absolutely not, no way going to get into the uh, the greatest uh, uh, player of, I think, that I've seen in Tessalenko. Tessalenko's yeah. number. That and then Percy, put a lot of Percy Jones was next. Percy Jones. And Percy Jones was red next. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then they, uh, Vinnie Cotoggio had just left the club and number four was available. And, uh, and I didn't know that Dad had actually worn it, Rex, until, yeah. uh, you know, six or eight games into the that, season where Dad just, said... Yeah. Uh, you know, I was number four when you were, you know, when I was uh, here as well. Uh, yeah. So, look, you know, just again, uh, Rex, what I'm trying to say is it was just a, um, a follow-on from Dad. Uh, yeah. uh, he coached Euroa in uh, in Melbourne before he came to Perth in uh, 1961. 
my family, uh, of course, mum and dad and my sister come across in uh, 61 and uh, just grew up there. Grew up in the Perth zone, Rex, which um, I ended up playing for Perth. And it was just a natural, I suppose, progression. Yeah. Uh, I started when, uh, you know, we don't start when these kids start now, Rex, at six and seven no. and eight years of age. I probably started about 11. Did you? Um, you know, wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't setting the world on fire until, um, you know, I did a... Uh, an athlete's course in around about when I was 14 or 15 and found out that I was very, very good at high jump. Yeah. And uh, that helped me, of course, in my career over the next uh, uh, 10 or 12 years with uh, 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 several, uh, you know, screaming marks, uh, uh, Rex, uh, yeah. uh, marks of the century, uh, sorry, marks of the day, <laughs> that sort of thing. And uh, it was, uh, you know, it was... All uh, one grabbers too, mate. All one grabbers. Now, now before I get to the fact that, that uh, the Perth competition, like the yeah. South Australian and Victorian competition, was a, a sensational comp. There's no yeah. doubt about it, those domestic comps. But is it true or is it not true that when Stephen Kernahan came to Carlton, he asked for your number four because he was, uh, you know, he thought you were okay? We uh, we get on very well, um, uh, to do Steve and I, and uh, it's always that one, uh, Rex, when, uh, you know, I go into a function, I say, look, I'm the greatest number four that's ever worn the jumper. It sticks us in the room. I've got to be number at uh, number two, uh, Rex. And then, and then you'll hear a deep voice over the other side, uh, mimicking John Ellis, say, <laughs> exactly. Uh, getting back to that, a... getting yep. back to that uh, domestic competition. Yes. Uh, the AFL wasn't even thought of then. There was the VFL, no. the Sandful, and the Waffle, and it was a serious, serious domestic competition uh, over there in the West. Well, you mentioned it, uh, Rex, and uh, we've had some fantastic players, of course, that's come across from uh, West Australia to play in the in the VFL, and I'm talking about Glenn Dinning and Sidebottom and uh, uh, the Peter Spencer and, and, and Phil Kelly for North Melbourne with, with Sandover medalist, the great Kenny Hunter. Uh, you know Kenny Hunter very well. And, and just, you know, the, the uh, that was the place that you had to um, fit your wares in because uh, the VFL at that stage was the best football um, you know, we had Morris Rioli and Stephen Michael and these sort of players, Rex, that you pitted your skills up against. And, uh, you know, I got to the stage where, you know, about six or seven uh, years into playing football in Western Australia, I decided to, um, you know, to pit my wares against the greatest players, the yeah. best players, you know, if you wanted to put, put it that way. We used to sit down at six o'clock on a Sunday night, Rex, and uh, that great show, The Winners, the winners yeah. uh, was on. And, you know, you used to watch all the great players run around. And I thought to myself as a young fella, Gosh, it'd be great to go over there. Rex, a lot of people don't know that I signed with North Melbourne in 1977, just before the, uh, uh, the, the two their uh, their first, replayed the, and one replay first premiership, yeah. Yes, and uh, I was met Barassi and met all the, all the guys over there. And uh, yeah, I was about 18 or 19 at the time, Rex, and uh, I thought I wasn't ready. Dad said, look, you're not ready. They're going to, uh, you know, they're going to bash and they're going to crash. And, yeah. you know, you're, not, you're just not built right to go over. And it was probably the best advice that I got from uh, my father. Really? Um, two years later, Rex, I signed the Form 4, of course, at that time. Two years later, Carlton come over, and I just happened to... Uh, uh, play my 100th game against some of the great players that I just mentioned, Rioli yeah. and Stephen Michael and Basil Campbell and these sort of blokes. And I kicked nine goals from uh, centre-half forward in 1980, uh, Rex, and Carlton said, look, you know, you're for us. We want to take you to the Sydney Cricket Ground and see Carlton versus Essendon. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those exhibition games, Rex, uh, years ago, and uh, it was fantastic. So in the Sir Donald Bradman stand at the Sydney Cricket Ground, I signed with the Carlton Football Club and... Uh, of course, the next couple of years were history that, uh, you know, that I uh, just happened to go into a side that was ready-made to, to win a premiership. 
myself and Ken Hunter went yeah. across at the time. I mentioned Ken before, what a fantastic player he was. And uh, we really did, you know, sort of light up the, uh, you know, the... Uh, and the football was great, Rex. You know, you mentioned it before. Well, there were six games was... in Metropolitan Melbourne if there wasn't a game in Geelong yes. every week and they were all sellouts, but Correct. And they were all fantastic, Rex, because every club had their superstars, didn't they? Yeah. Their superstars oh, yeah. and their oh, champions yeah. and their legends. And, uh, you know, it was fantastic to play. And, uh, you know, I get a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, disappointed with the current footy because you mentioned it, Rex. It's uh, the situation there where uh, you know, our grassroots supporters and members have got to be looked after. Yeah. I, I tell a story at, uh, at a lot of these um, functions I go to, Rex, and they say... Was, why don't you come and talk to our coterie groups, you know, and, uh, and uh, you know, stir the Carlton people up. I said, yep, no worries. I went to a Carlton-Collingwood game, uh, Rex, at the MCG. You know what it was like a couple of years ago, 60,000 people trying to yes, get in I there. Do. I said to my wife, let's get in there and let's go and, and soak up the atmosphere, watch a, a game or two beforehand, and let's, you know, have a look at the young kids coming through. We get to the front uh, gate, gate there, and I said, what's going on with all these people trying to get in? The doorman said, well, Buzz, there's only one game on today. Really? And I thought to myself, what about the entertainment that we used to give in those early days? It, you know, oh, halfway through a, a Colts game, Rex, there was, you know, 10,000 people there. Exactly. Halfway through, through the reserves yeah. game, it was packed. The, the place was packed. So, you know, what I'm saying is, Rex, I'm just disappointed that I think the grassroots people and the supporters are, are just not getting the entertainment, I suppose is the word, yeah. uh, that we tried to give. And, well, uh, well, well we're all entertainers. Well and, we're yep, all entertainers. We are, we're exactly. talking to Peter Bazusto, who is affectionately known as the Buzz and... Uh, this is a very, very difficult interview because the buzz doesn't like talking too much. Uh, i tell you what, two worlds collide with you and me, mate. I want to take a backward step because there's a lot of parents and, and grandparents, but, but particularly yep. kids that listen to this throughout the nation who say, oh, I'm not quite good enough or I just don't think I'm good enough. Yours is a great story because Dad, you knew in yourself, Dad didn't have to tell you, but Dad just said, you're not ready yet. You played another yep. four years, you became a star, and when you Correct. came across, you were ready. So I just want to get back and just say, don't be too impatient. Just make sure that you are ready. Well, that's another, isn't it, Rex? That's another point that uh, you know, these, these clubs want you to get in there at 18, yeah. 19 years of age. Now, Your I, body's not ready. Well, I, I, was, I was probably, Rex, highly skilled in those days, but I was not ready uh, for the power bodies that uh, you know that the, the, the VFL clubs at that time had, and that's what Dad said to me: "You're going to get knocked out of the way. You, you know, you're going to jump into a pack, and they're going to, you know, they'll kill you and all that sort of thing." And uh, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a calculated uh, um, decision by my father just to hold me back for those couple of years, uh, get ready and, and go from there. And uh, look, I was 22, 23 with 100 games, Rex, 100 games behind me. Yeah. Uh, and Kenny Hunter was the same, 100 games behind. It's experience in, you can't. Buy, uh, Peter. Experience, you, you cannot buy, buy it, can you? And that's right. And, uh, you know, we were ready. Um, as I mentioned before, Carlton uh, had won the 79 flag. They probably should have won it in uh, 1980. But Richmond had that super side in, uh, in, in 1980 and won mm. the grand final uh, very, very, very easily. And then myself and Hunter, of course, uh, come over in 81. And uh, I think we just strengthened yeah. uh, the side up even more because... We had great players like John O and uh, and Mosquito Fleet. Rex, I've got a great story uh, regarding uh, David Park and taking over. If you've well, got we'll uh, just, a couple of minutes, we'll and... just take us through to the break, and I'll just go and get a cup of coffee. Yep. And uh, when you stop, the the relays will just go for the break. Away you go, Buzz. <laughs> <laughs>
And, and if you've well, just was, tuned in, this is your football life, and this is the voice pretty... of Peter Bazasto, who actually struggles to put a few words together. You go for it, Buzz. This is the easiest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was it was terrific day because uh, David Park and there was a big kerfuffle, uh, as we know, uh, late nineteen eighty. Uh, uh, when Carlton went out in straight sets, and David Parkin, the great uh, coach, uh, took over, and uh, he rang Kenny Hunter, and he said, Kenny, I'd like you to come over and uh, get used to the culture, history, and tradition of this great club, and I want to try you on the great half-back line of Bruce Doole, Val oh. Perovic, and I want to put yourself on the other half-back uh, uh, line, and oh, my, 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 my back's tingling at the moment just thinking about <laughs> it, Rex. He said, uh, Coach, I'll be over in a, in a couple of days. Let's get things right. He rang me the next day, Rex, and he said, Buzz, I heard you want to come over. Uh, you know, if you're ready to come over, I want to try you on that great half-ward line of ours. Wayne the Dominator Johnson, yeah. Mark McClure. Yeah. And I want to put you on there and see how we go from there. And I said, David, look, I'd love to come <laughs> over. Uh, but I've got, uh, you know, three or four weeks of just doing things with my sports shops. Uh, come over, Rex, about halfway through February. Uh, played in a couple of scratch matches. Carlton are notorious, as you know, for not wanting to perform in scratch matches. Yes. The best three on the ground for Carlton were Mike Fitzpatrick, uh, Kenny Hunter and myself. And wow. uh, I played very, very, very well the last game. And Lou Richards come out to the Princess Park there, Rex, and he said, Peter Bazasto, we've known how you, you can jump so high and take marks, you can kick great goals, and you can, uh, you know, tackle like a machine. And I said, yep, Rick, uh, that's what I can do, uh, Lou. Next day, he put it in the paper, Lou, so I was, uh, Lou did, and I thought, oh, I'm in big trouble here. 20-minute mark of the first quarter, Rex, coming out against the great Richmond side of 1980. Uh, ran out onto the ground. There was 77,000 people at the ground and screaming and yelling. And Richmond had just unfurled their flag. I ran around for 20 minutes, Rex, and I couldn't get a kick. The great David Parkins knew I was struggling, uh, got some advice to me. And, uh, you know, I, I just turned my, virtually turned my career around in the VFL and, of course, Australian football at that time, Rex. So, as you can probably uh, hear, that I'm a very, very, very big fan of David Parkin. You are. And, uh, you know, not only did he get me going, but he also got that great uh, side going for two premierships and, uh, you know, another one later on. And uh, what a terrific coach he, he was for me. I think he's still there. I think he's still alive. He's just taking a breath. It's a buzz. <laughs> Peter Bazzasto. We're having a great time, folks. But the relays need to uh, just uh, take a break and earn their living. And we're going to take a break, folks, and more of Peter Bazzasto after this. And you can check us out on Twitter at Rex Footy Life. And this is your football life, Peter Bazzasto, for Tobin Brothers Funerals, Celebrating Lives. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals, Celebrating Lives. Oh, it's a great joy to have the buzz. And this man is known everywhere he went and everywhere he goes as the buzz. Peter Bazzasto, three short years at Carlton but made his mark indelibly in, the, indelibly in the history of the game forever. Uh, you spoke before the break about Park, and uh, he was some sort of fanatic, wasn't he? But he, gee, got you blokes to play for him, and it was just a great combination, the Park and, and Carlton teams of that uh, that era. Oh, look, you, you, you're spot on there. And, uh, you know, he moulded that, uh, uh, well, gosh, I don't know how we... Uh... They could drink, Rex. Uh, yeah. They could socialise. Yes. Uh, they could do a lot of things. But I tell you what, they could play footy as well. And yeah. uh, uh, you mentioned it. Uh, he moulded that uh, side into, um, you know, we're very, very, very good friends now. And, uh, gee, what 
what an absolute honour uh, uh, David had to sit in the stand and watch me play 68 games of the best games that he's probably ever watched. And yeah. uh, I, I've just got to put it down. I mean, and my one regret, you know, regarding, uh, you know, leaving the... Uh, the VFL at that time, Rex, I couldn't sit in the stand and watch myself play. Yeah. <laughs> now, you average more than two go- goals a game, which is phenomenal at this particular highest level. And uh, in those three years, you know, you suffered defeat only 15 times. So uh, it was fortuitous that you arrived at Carlton, similar to myself and my mates at Richmond, when you yep. were successful because they'd been uh, struggling before it. They struggled a bit after it. But it was the time, and you put your hand up and you landed in the right spot at the right moment. I think success breeds success. And um, I mentioned before, 79, they uh, won, a, won a grand final by five points over, over Collingwood. And uh, and then they had to do something about it. They were a couple of players short the next year, and uh, and they probably targeted uh, myself and Ken Hunter, uh, Rex. And I think that was a, a tremendous will uh, for the side. Uh, we had... Uh, uh, some injuries the year before, I think um, uh, Harms was injured and uh, I think uh, Wayne Johnson was injured and uh, and uh, I think Kenny Sheldon was injured. So they come in during the year, uh, Rex, and you don't win, do you, Rex? You no. don't win uh, a grand finals with 21 or 20 no, you players. Don't. You've got to have 26 or 27 or 28 players all playing for the one cause. You know, you've got three or four or five out to, uh, per week. Well, so you're only as good as your replacements, up. Peter. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You're only, only as good as your reserves or your, or your backup players, as you just said. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we had two years of that, uh, uh, Rex, where we didn't uh, change the side much in that two years. Uh, I think we had three changes from uh, 1981, which was David Mackay, Greg Wells. Uh, they both uh, they both retired, and I think uh, Scott Held missed out the next year. And uh, we only brought three players in in, uh, in 1982. So, uh, we played that great Richmond side and uh, Richmond were very, very, very red-hot favourites to win that 1982 uh, uh, Premiership. But I think, Rex, we, we just spoke about a bonding, uh, knowing each other backwards, knowing each other frontwards and all that sort of thing. And I think that was the situation where, I, where we just had it over Richmond in that year. I think yeah. we bonded together. We really... Uh, Richmond belted us the living suitcase out of us. Uh, but we still had that, uh, that that cause that we had to do was the eyes on the prize. And that was what it was all about. And, uh, you know, I think... Uh, as, as I mentioned before, Parkin, I think, has, has had to have a great, uh, you know, a big thank you from Carlton uh, supporters for, um, you know, winning that uh, grand final because it was uh, probably yeah. Richmond's there to put on their shelf, Rex. It was, uh, but the history yeah. will show us, same as in 72. It thought True. it was Richmond's and then yeah. Richmond got them back, but that's just the flow of the land. Correct. Uh, the common denominator even today, Peter Bazusto is you've got to have five or six top notches who will get a game yep. for any other league side. You had McClure, Duell, yep. Harms, Johnson, Fitzpatrick, Sheldon, and you could add to that list, with it, which includes yourself, you really, really had, uh, had, had the ingredients and all you needed it was a good cook in park and to bring it all together. I think you're right. And, uh, look, Rex, I think we only had one superstar in, uh, in, in those days. His name was Rod Ashman. What what a great player he was, and uh, I think he finished runner-up in two in two Brownlow medals yeah. uh, when I was there. And then you had those um, unbelievable players, like you just mentioned, uh, maybe ten of them then. And then I think, uh, as David Parkin often said, uh, Rex and uh, and listeners, 
Uh, it's what the other 10 underneath you do on a day like a grand final and uh, whether they do the 1% things, Rex, the shepherding and the tackling and the blocking and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what you do. Uh, you know, your six players, Rex, or seven players, are always going to play well. You mentioned them, Fitzpatrick, Bruce Duell, Jeff South, if he's in there, oh, uh, yeah. Wayne the Dominator Johnson. They're always going to play well, but uh, David Parkin put that to us that day. You know, it's what you are, the 10 or 12 players underneath them. I suppose it's your second-grade uh, uh, players, Rex, or your two B-plus players, whatever you want to call it, what they do underneath to help you win a yeah. grand final because six or seven can't win it. But, you know, 20 together, of course, 22 together will will help you win a grand final if you're all on the right song. Peter Bazusto has joined us, the buzz. And even when I started in uh, in 66 at, uh, at Richmond uh, with the likes of Graham Bond and Royce Hart, Kevin Bartlett, it was always an honour to play for Richmond. But the big honour came with the big V. Uh, I know well, that the state games will never come back, but you represented the uh, the Western Australian side 10 times. Yes. And, uh, you just you just love that because you reckon you also went to the next level because it was the elite playing the elite. Oh, spot on. Absolute spot on. I get myself into trouble over here in Western Australia saying that the state of origin should come back because oh. uh, I really do believe that uh, some of those great games in the middle 80s, Rex, uh, you know, uh, 81 right through to about 87, 88, you know, there was some fantastic football uh, played, you know, and every every year it seemed like a superstar was born. I played the game in 1984. We won by three points. A guy off a wing uh, kicked nine goals. His name introduced <laughs> him to the crowd. Yablet. Yablet <laughs> Senior. And what a player he was. And I was oh. honoured, uh, absolutely honoured, Rex, to play in a game like that. And, of course, then you've got guys like Terry Danaher and you've got blokes like Bruce Dool you play against and Peter Goodness Knight. You know, I was there. virtually very blessed. I, uh, Rex, I, I'm flipping about a little bit of the, you know, the talk that we have been over the last 20 minutes, but I really do revere... Uh, that era of football because I think I really come up against the greatest players uh, that's ever played our game. They played the game in the spirit and the, you know, we used to uh, go at each other on the field for two hours, Rex, but we'd go in afterwards and we'd shake hands with each other and have a beer with them and a, and a, and a sandwich and that sort of thing. And that's where your camaraderie yeah. and that's where you, you know, life goes. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, and that's what I think is is missed by a lot of these current players. They get on a plane, they get on a bus, They've got to go back to uh, you know another another state, and uh, I think they miss those things that uh, you know the the the, um, the players of 25, 30, 35 years ago have got a very 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 but, good uh, bond with each other. But one thing, Buzz, hasn't changed. The fact is that sometimes you only get one go at it, but other times you might get another one, yep. and it's just a, the topsy turvy. Now, yes. I've enjoyed this. Before I let you go. Uh, you know, it's been publicly uh, documented. You, you, you've had some struggles. Uh, your daughter's health is improving. You know, th- thanks, thanks so much for that. You've had your own financial woes and even your hip and, and your heart rhythm. Do you think that coming to the highest level at Carlton actually... Uh, uh, you've got great strength both inner and outer from that, that you could actually handle yep. adversity yep. and then celebrate victory. And, and if another setback, d- do you think you've handled it a lot better than if you had normally just come out of civilian street? Look, I think so. Um, when I was talking about, you know, the bonding and the, uh, you know, the, the camaraderie you have with, with even part, past players and even opposition players, uh, uh, Rex, you know, like Tommy, Tommy Hafey helped me, Royce Hart, 
helped me. Um, you know, you 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 uh, a couple of times, you know, give me some great advice, and then you go to blokes like Peter Knights, and you talk to Robert Walls and these sort of guys. And Rex, we're a family. I think the VFL and the VFL in those days was a family, and I think uh, you know I'll never ever. Uh, say no to anyone. If they want to sign a, a jumper off me or a, or, a, or a photo to help someone out, uh, you know, Desi English with his, uh, you know, his battle with cancer yes. 20 years ago, you know, you're the first to tip in, aren't you, Rex? And, and that's what I mean. A family is a family. And the VFL in those days was a great family. Uh, probably not a lot of people know this, Rex, that I played a lot of games on Neil Danaher. And I've, I've written to Neil a couple of times. If you want anything from me, please just don't hesitate to uh, uh, to call me or, you know, if you want me to send over a, a picture yeah. of the Big Mark or something like that to help you, uh, please, you know, don't hesitate to do so. And it's I just such a wonderful family, the football family. It is. And, 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 no, so, you're right, Rex. It's, uh, it's a terrific family. Now, we've only got, a, you know, a moment or two to go. In under yeah. an hour, can you talk us through the year <laughs> where you were awarded both the Mark and Goal of the Year? Uh, that was in 1981. Just try and keep yes. it down to about an hour and ten there, Buzz. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it was probably just just two of those games in football where, where things just fell into place at the right time. The mark was round 18 uh, of 1981, as you just mentioned. Uh, all, the, all the sun and the moon and the, and the stars were in the right, you know, bright alignment. Everything and, aligned. Uh, Yes, everything was aligned and uh, just jumped into the air and, oh, just about hit me on the grandstand roof, as you know. And in those days, Rex, as you, as you probably would imagine, they don't they used to send players off the ground. I had to come off the ground. I thought, oh, geez, I've done something wrong yeah. here. I got to the boundary line, Rex. They handed me the phone. It was the Melbourne Airport. Buzz, can you keep out of our airspace? <laughs> yes, space. You're gone, mate. You're finished. I tell you what, it's just been sensational, mate. He's Thank affectionately you, known as the Buzz. He is Peter Bazusto. And uh, my dear friend, you are a star, and thanks for your time today. All the best, Rex, and uh, love you and love all your listeners. And, uh, you know, looking forward to getting back to uh, Victoria in the next uh, couple of months. Peter Bazusto, and if you'd like to hear the extended version of this interview, check out facebook.com, Tobin Brothers Funerals, or you can follow us on Twitter at Rex Footy Life. Folks, a great performer has presence on stage because they work hard at engaging audiences. And even after the curtains fall, they leave a lasting impression. These qualities make them stand out from the rest. Tobin Brothers Funerals is a perfect example. After more than 80 years, they continue to shine. They genuinely care for families, providing professional guidance and expertise, and strive to always be creative. These distinguishing qualities make Tobin Brothers Funerals the true performers they are today. Find out more at tobinbrothers.com.au. And this has been This Is Your Football Life. Thanks to Tobin Brothers, celebrating lives.